So we last month celebrated 25 years and we're kind of still celebrating. I mean, there's, there's no law for how long you can celebrate something, right? But uh, just thankful for, for the first 25 years. But our, but our focus now is on the second quarter, the next 25. And, and um, <clears throat> wasn't here last week, shared some things the Sunday before. And, and um, so, so I have some things that uh, I, all, all year long, just in different ways, are going to share with you about today and on. You know, it, it's easy to look back and, you know, sometimes you can look back and have regrets. Sometimes you can live your life to where you don't see things fulfilled or you don't see promises manifested and, and all. And it's really easy to focus on what hasn't happened instead of focusing and keeping momentum for what is happening. And um, that's what I want to talk a little bit about today is about really focusing and maintaining um, momentum and motivation. Sustaining motivation is what the title of my message is today. Sustaining and keeping a motivated heart and attitude in the things that, that you do and that, that we are doing as a body. I'm going to specifically talk about the church today, but I want, I want you to gain the information we're going to bring today and really use it personally about maintaining a, a motivated attitude in life. Always, you know, um, you've probably heard this example, I've heard many people use it before, but if you, if you compare life to driving in a car, and you've got this huge windshield, and right in the middle of the windshield <clears throat> is this little bitty mirror to look backwards. So the example is to us today is that, that we got this huge windshield looking forward, and that's, that's where we need to spend most of our time is, is seeing where we're at today and forward. And there's times that we need to look in the rearview mirror, but if you spend all your time looking in the rearview mirror, what's going to happen? <clears throat> hmm? You're going to wreck. And that's what happens in life. There's many shipwrecks in life, many car accidents in life, because we're looking backwards instead of looking forward. God wants you looking forward, and He really wants you to be thankful for where you're at today, no matter how maybe little bit of thankfulness that you have in the things that are around you. The more you focus on that even little bit of, uh, uh, that, that is good, the, the more that's going to change because what you think on is what you become and, and who you think you are is who you are. No matter if that's not who you are, what you think about yourself is the way you are. Other people can tell you all kinds of different things, but at the end of the day, how you think about yourself is, is, the, is what's going to determine your future. And there's things in life that have to change on a regular basis. So after 25 years of church life at Gates of the City, after 25 years, we're thankful for what is behind us, but we're not spending a whole lot of time looking in the rearview mirror. We're spending all of our time on today and the future. Amen? And, and we want that 
to inspire you in your own personal lives because think about this for a moment. We've taught this for 25 years and we still believe it today and 25 years from now, we'll still believe it. God is building his church, right? We're in the middle of what God is building and his, his heart is in his house, which is his church, which is the body of Jesus, and his eyes are upon it and that's where his focus is. And when we stay focused and passionate about what he's about, then what happens is he becomes what we're about. I'm going to say it again. When we're passionate about what he's about and what his concern is, then he becomes passionate about what we're about. Because then what we find ourselves doing individually is connected to something that's bigger than we are. The church is, is an entity that is that is God functioning, and we want everything that we do to be attached to that. We want our lifeline to be connected to God, and God is about his house, which is his church, which is the body of Jesus in the earth. And as we learn that dynamic, and and we've been about that the last 25 years in the future, today in the future is is continuing to be about that in a greater way. We want to see you prosper, we want to see you advance, we want to see you have promises fulfilled and, and, and promotions in your life granted and increase to come to you more and more and increase to come to your children more and more and to the people that are connected to you. We want you to be a light to other people because of the way things are advancing in your life. It's our passion and our commitment to you and our desire for you. So, Today I want you to, I want to give you just a, just a few things that I, that I think and that I've seen in my life help me to keep motivated and not be demotivated. I want to give you just a, a number of things today. But before I give you those, um, If you, if you were here the Sunday that Pastor John preached, how many were here the Sunday that John Holler preached here? Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to the whole congregation here. There's a few visitors that are here today, but I'm speaking to all of you. But if, if you stood up as being a part of Gates for the future, I want you to really think about a number of things that I'm going to give you today as an encouragement about being a part of that and, and, and about being a part of what we're doing and where we're going. I want you to, I want you to be, I want you to receive those today. And, and I want you to receive it on behalf of Gates, but I want you to receive it in a way that it applies to you personally. See, because, because you've got to learn to balance the two, who you are and who you are in Christ. Who you are in Christ and who you are in the advancement of his kingdom. As I've been talking about, about the spirit without measure, Jesus was, was given the spirit without measure where God said he'd given him all things and he operated that way. We see in scripture now where we've been dealt just a measure of faith and, and only a measure of what he operated in, but all of us together operate in that same measure. God made it that way. There's, there's many parts 
many different parts, but the same Spirit connected to the same God to accomplish the same things that happened when Jesus was on the earth by himself. See, none of us are him by ourselves, but collectively, together, we become him in power and dominion and authority and anointing and everything that God created the earth to do. So many times when people, individual people, try to do things on their own, they get discouraged because they don't see the same results that happened with Jesus, and he said, the works that I do, you'll do, and even greater works because I've gone to the Father. And then a lot of times people don't see the greater works because the greater works flow through the connection to other people. In other words, God said in his word, he can't do it without us. And I'm telling you today, I and you can't do it without each other. Amen? So we have to balance that. We have to understand it and balance it within ourselves because you can hear me talk about it, but if you don't believe that, you, you, won't, you won't give much time and attention to that as the future moves on. What happens is we go inward and we become selfish and we just think about ourselves. That's the worst thing we can do because nothing will work in the end if you're just about yourself. So think about these couple things before I give you the 27 things to stay motivated. No, I'm teasing. Um, but think about these couple things. Um, my relationship with God, your relationship with God is paramount. It's more important than anything else. And, and, and I want you to just think about this, take this and meditate on this. God has called us to go from fear to fear. He's called us to go from the fear of man and the world and the fears that the world produces to the fear of God. From fear to fear. And in going, being delivered from the fear of the world and coming under what the fear of the Lord really is. It's not being afraid of God, but it's honoring God and believing in God and trusting God and believing that what he says will happen. As we do that, as you're hearing the word preached today, then God wants the hearing to go beyond just what you can mentally perceive and receive to allowing the Holy Spirit to take what you hear and reveal it to you personally so it becomes revelation so that you can make a difference. You and I will never stay motivated in the kingdom of God if we don't know how to hear. Faith comes by hearing with these ears, and then hearing as a result of what you hear with these ears. Hearing, true hearing, comes by what the Holy Spirit reveals to you personally on the inside, to where what you know up here is something that you really believe here, and then you do it. And I'll just tell you, the Bible says the doers are the only ones that get the goods, right? But the process is hearing and hearing and then doing what you hear. You have to hear. That's why you have to be a part. But then you have to hear by the Holy Spirit. And then you have to learn to only do what you hear from here and not from here. 
Amen? Or, or, or say, oh me? <laughs> or say, what the heck is that guy talking about? So, um, I saw this quote by Henry Ford, and it said, Obstacles are those frightful things you see when you take your eyes off the vision. Obstacles are those frightful things you see when you take your eyes off the vision. How many know that there are obstacles in your life every day? And what those obstacles want is to get you off of what, where you need to be focused. And then you get into the fears of life. See, we go from fear to the real fear. And you have to define that for yourself. You've got to see that and understand what the fear of the Lord really is. It's important that you study that out in Scripture. Just have a basic concordance that, that can reveal and lead you in the understanding of what the fear of the Lord is. It's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's not being afraid of God. It's, it's learning to come up underneath God and to believe more in Him than what you see with your eyes, your natural eyes, and with what you hear with your natural ears. Um, everybody, everybody gets motivated by things that they hear. Everybody does. And there's an initial motivation that people have in their lives. I get motivated, I hear something, I get stirred up and, and excited. But the second part of that, the second part of it, that's even more difficult, is staying motivated. So you can, you can get stirred up and excited about things, and, and this, th this is one of the things that happens in the church. People get excited and get motivated by things that they begin to hear. And man, I mean, it's like, when you, I don't know if, if it worked this way for you, but I didn't hear any preaching of any kind of word until right before I turned 18 years old. And I went to a, <clears throat> I went to a conference in, Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. You know, I can't even tell you how to get there. Anyway, <clears throat> not far from where I was raised. I went to this conference and I'm <clears throat> watching this man walk out on the platform. I, I just went and thinking that it was going to be something else. It was out on a lake, you know, I thought, ah, you know, we'll party and have a great time or whatever. And, and I go, and we go into this big room, and this man walks out. He's got a crew cut. Looks like he's about 100 years old. I mean, he wasn't that old, but he looked like it to me at 17 years old. And he walks out, and I'm thinking, I'm looking for the exits. I'm thinking, I, am, I do not want to sit in here. And uh, this man started talking, and he was real dry talking and talking really slow. But by the end of the night, <clears throat> I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't ever remember throughout my life ever being this shocked. 
you ever come up on a wreck? I've come up on a number of different wrecks where somebody, another car hit a person and they're like in the car still and their hands are on the wheel and they're in shock. You know, and, and what they, they never thought that this would happen to them. And, and, and I've, I've come up on a number of different wrecks like that where I've had to help people out of cars. And they're in absolute shock. You, and the, the, the one guy had his hands on the wheel so hard he, he, he couldn't even think about what was going on. He was just in shock. And that night when I heard that man preach the word for the first time in my life, I was in shock. I was in shock. I thought, what is this? I mean, it was like this guy was, this guy was like, talking a totally different language that should have he was talking to me like it should have been the norm to me and it didn't make any sense i'm thinking either this guy's a nut or everybody in my life's been lying to me and what i found out is all the other people in my in my life weren't lying to me they just didn't know and when I got a hold of that, there was an excitement and a motivation in me. Like there, I mean, I mean, a fire was lit under me. It's like my body got attached to a motor. Boom! Man, I was ready. Kind of like a chainsaw ready to cut everything and do everything and, you know, come and just run over everything. I mean, I, boom! I mean, I was motivated. For years, I was motivated. Man, I'm going to get the whole world saved. I got the answers to everything. It's all, all everything. And it was great. And that motivation lasted for a long, long time. But then came stage two. And stage two was when the motivation began to sink. Where are the clippers? It's too hard to pull that string. Let's just clip them off. Okay, what what next? And there was, a, there was a, dur- during that season in my life, there was about a half a dozen or more things that tried to really sink me personally, just in my mind. They tried to just take me underwater and drown me. And you know what they all were? They all had to do with the past. Well, I, I, you know... I did all this, and I've done all this, and I've done this. And, and, and then, then, then all of a sudden, new ideas or new things would come across my path that were trying to lead me in a separate direction, in a different direction, to get my focus off of what? Not, not, not my focus off of what I was doing, but my focus off of the fear and the reverence and the awesomeness of God and the awesomeness of his church. 
I started, you know, kind of thinking, well, I, you know, I'll just, I kind of do things this way, and well, you know, it's, you know, we, we did all that, and well, I, I'm not, you know, all about that anymore, or this thing or that thing. And, and, you know, those times really can be the best of times if we don't allow the motivation to take us underwater and sink us. But it's in those times when we begin to find out who we are and some adjustments that need to be made within ourselves. And, and, and so that, that when the new motor, boom, you ever, you ever had a lawnmower that, man, I mean, you put everything into it, five times, six times, seven times, again, and then finally, finally it kicks off, you know? And there's times, man, you feel like, man, I'm putting it all into it and it's not starting. See, then when you get hooked up to one of those new, newfangled motors, And on the sign, it guarantees first start. It's a first start plug. <laughs> okay. I mean, it just starts. And you know what happens is, in, in the second stage of motivation for what God wants to do in your life, it doesn't take a lot to get you started. You know why? Because you live started. It's like you wake up, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, come on. I mean, come on, devil, fire the best that you have because I know who I am and I know whose I am and he already whipped you so you have nothing in me. Huh? God's given you and I authority and dominion to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing will hurt you and nothing will harm you, nothing. Nothing. When you wake up and you know nothing can take you out, and there's not anything that the voice of the Spirit won't reveal to you that you need in the day, and man, now you're calm, boom, you, you, man, you're walking around with your chainsaw, and it's, it's stoked, and it's moving, it's ready to cut. Man, I mean, you, you're not over here trying. You mean, you're not doing that anymore. See, because now I live motivated. Because my hope and my strength and my confidence is solely in Him. And without Him, I'm, I'm toast. It's over with. My whole life is over with. My, my family, whole ministry, purpose in life and everything else, it's over with. And you know what, really? I think what I've noticed over the last few years is I think that there's only... A second motivation that you have to pass. Now, some people go for that second motivation about 48 times. But there's only a second motivation kind of test that you have to pass. Because I just tell you today, I'm motivated whether I look like it or not. Because there's nothing else in life. I've already tried all the other stuff. I've already looked kind of in some other directions, but there's nothing else but the fear of God and the reverence and the awesomeness of how great he is and that I'm connected with him. So whatever he is, I am. I saw the scripture the other day. I read up to the scriptures, real familiar. 
It says, the gold and the silver is his. I thought to myself, and it's mine because whatever's his is mine. See, boom. Whatever you need, whatever situation comes your way, spirit of truth abides in me, and he teaches me all things, and he guides me into all truths. Therefore, I have perfect knowledge of every situation and every circumstance that I come up against, for I have the wisdom of God. You know and can know everything that you need every day. Every day. Every single day you already have the answers. Hmm? You already have the answers. So, I just want to leave you with these number, just a, like I said, 27, no, about five things. Just, just think about these things. If you're taking notes, write them down. Just real short little thoughts. Um, one of the things about staying motivated is this. Control yourself. Hold yourself back. You ever made a New Year's resolution? Going to the gym, going to lose 48 pounds by March. And the next January comes around and you're 48 pounds heavier. <laughs> Whatever. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Man, I mean, we can, you know, you... you watch something on TV and you get motivated by that, oh yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And two weeks in, and, and you work out extra. You go the first day and you work out twice what you should. Yeah, see, I'm just, I'm trying to save time. <laughs> now really, you're hurting your body. Just pace yourself. Start a day, start small. Work your way. Stay motivated. Work your way and accomplish something in a week's period of time. You know, I'm say working out or whatever it is. Accomplish something in a certain period of time because you have a vision and you're keeping, you're not letting the obstacles distract you from the vision. You're keeping the vision. Just stay with it. Just hold back a little bit. Don't be so overdone that you wear yourself out and you quit. Talking about staying motivated. Um, for some people, for some people, and well, <laughs> haven't done it in a few years, but the last time I did P90X, uh, and I really like P90X, um, but the last time I did P90X, um, Tony Horton, he always would say in his P90X videos, just push play. Just hit play. Just, just start. Just start. And some people get themselves so worked up trying to start that they wear themselves out before they even get started. And some people, even when you don't even feel like starting, just start. Just push play. Push something. Do something. You know? Uh, in, in the workout realm, just, just start walking. You know, you know that if you, and, and this works because I do it, but if you get up every morning or whenever you can and you walk outside of your house and you walk for five minutes 
and turn around and walk back five minutes. And if you do that every day, you will notice an extreme difference in the way you feel and sometimes even in how your body is just by walking five minutes and five minutes. Just start. Just do something. I just gave you a thought and an idea. Maybe you've been struggling with something. What would happen? I mean, you know, you watch TV in the commercials five minutes. Huh? Well, yeah, sometimes longer than that. Crud. Surely. Put your walking shoes on, do a little stretching, you know, and walk. Walk. You mean, Pastor, that's all I have? No, 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 I just said start. What can God reveal to you if you just start something and he come on what you're doing and overtake it and reveal other things to you? See, we sit around and wait for God to do it and God's just waiting on us. He comes on what you're doing. Not what we sit around and wait for him to do. He's already done it all. Now we just got to start and step in and it keeps you motivated. Doing something keeps you motivated. Amen? Somebody just needed to hear that today. <clears throat> A third thing is accountability. Just stay accountable in your life. Stay accountable to right people that don't, won't just agree with every bad thing that you're doing but that will hold you accountable to things to make you a better person. Accountability is amazing, but it's with the right people. Don't, don't, you don't need to be accountable to people, and you got to discern that. you got to, everybody say, I'm discerning, right? you got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, and you, you can know who to be accountable to, and I'm not talking about your whole life. I'm just talking about things. You, you may have somebody accountable with you to get up and walk five minutes from your house and walk five minutes back. Call somebody, you know? Hey, I just wanted you to know I'm doing this. I'm going to call you every day because I need to get in this flow and I need to do this thing and that. I need to stay motivated. How, how, how do we stay motivated in the church? If you're a part of a connect group today that we have and you say, well, you know, I just haven't had time to do those kind of things. Well, just start. Just start being faithful to connect. You know what connect groups are about in this body? Relationship. If you're not a part of a connect group, sign up sheets right on the table right there. Somebody to talk to you about the connect groups. They start, and, and they're not, they're, they're, they, all the connect groups meet once a month. It's not like, you know, it's going to demand, you know, twice a week kind of a thing. Everybody's got busy schedule, but we can do once a month. And you say, well, you know, no, I started that, but I'm not going to do it. Eh, start. And, and, and there's a place of accountability and connection with people. And you say, ah, it's kind of uncomfortable and I don't like that, that kind of a thing. Yeah, but you know, sometimes you just need to do it. Because what, what, what will happen is it'll cause a motivation in you because you're around motivated people. <clears throat> the next thing has to do with staying around motivated people. Yeah? How, how, to, how to be around people that think like you think, that are moving in the same direction. The Bible says... Don't forsake the fellowshipping of yourselves with those of the same precious faith, is what the Bible says. And, and it's, it's just about moving in the same direction so that you keep your eyes on the vision and not let the obstacles take you in a bunch of different directions. Because see, if <clears throat> your success is connected to how you're tied to God, which he's about the house, which is the church, which is his body. If your success is tied to that, then you, you have to purpose to want to learn how to be connected. Connection is really important to motivation. 
If you're trying to do it on your, on your own, if, if things are not going well for you and you're not in a connect group or you're not connected to people, you're not coming and getting to know people and stepping out, even if it's uncomfortable, and saying, hey, you, you want to go eat lunch or eat dinner or do whatever, or just get to know somebody, t- taking a step towards somebody. If you're not doing any of that and things aren't going well, it's because God didn't create you to be separated. He created you to be connected. Amen. God wants connection. That's where the the spirit without limits operates, is in our connection that way. Amen? So being connected and being around people with same vision and moving in the same direction is vitally important. Two more things. How many did I tell you? And that was four, so I lied. (laughs) I repent. Two more. Squash, squash negative thoughts. Crush negative thoughts. Live your life where you crush negative thoughts all the time. Every single negative thought. Every thought. See, because what do thoughts become? Yeah, and, 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 you know, you, you, you can break this down in a lot of different ways, but thoughts eventually become words. And once thoughts become words that you're saying and you're hearing yourself saying, then what happens is those thoughts that are words become strongholds. Because in, in, in essence, that's what you begin, you, you begin to be. Either you are that way or you begin to be that way or you bend or lean in that direction. And, and we live in a negative world, so it's very easy to be negative. It's that much more difficult to squash negative thoughts and replace it with positive stuff, right? I mean, I've gotten to the point where, and I think my wife would, would say this is true, and even my children when they are around, but, you know, I, I was to the place where if I was watching television and just, just whatever, like an award show or a commercial or whatever, and I didn't like something about something, I would just, I'd find myself voicing that. I don't know where I got into that. And, uh, you know, one day I just, I just determined, you know what? I'm stopping it at the thought. And you know how to stop, you know how you stop thoughts? Not with thoughts. You stop thoughts with words. And, and you say, well, this sounds kind of like you're lying, but what I do is, if, if I saw some guy and he had a goofy-looking hairdo, you know, it wasn't as beautiful as mine, and, and he had some goofy-looking hairdo or whatever, you know, and, and I had an opinion about that, what I started doing was, man, I like that guy's hair. Man, I like, because the thought, I mean, it was like, here it comes. I like that guy's hair. squashed it Hmm? I don't want to get in that flow I don't want to be in that flow I mean something that simple but but see if you get placed there then it'll it'll carry over into other things and you're just critical about everything and you know what it does it shuts down 
motivation. You're not encouraging to other people and everybody around you. After a while, people don't even like it when you come around, you know. I mean, people are trying to avoid you. You know, they, they, you, you call it, they see your name on there and they just hit stop, you know. And I mean, you know, they, man, they, they don't want to talk to negative people. I don't know. That's just the way it is. Because we live so much in a negative world and we're battling the negative and the fears of the world that when people that call that are negative all the time, it just shuts that down. I tell you, every job, every job that I've ever worked or the two businesses that I own that I had employees or whatever around me, every job where I dealt with other people, and even in, in this one also, but more so out there, people that come in and they have certain foul mouth or say certain things or whatever. I mean, you know, each to their own. It doesn't really matter. I mean, everybody says whatever they want to today anyway. But people that would have a foul mouth, most of the time you don't have to, you don't have to correct people. You just, you just around them, and when they don't hear you talking a certain way, all of a sudden it affects them and they stop. I was working a construction job years ago, and these guys just, I mean, every other word out of the mouth was the F word or this word or that word, you know, and, and, uh, and I just worked around, and one day one of the guys used that word. I never said anything about it, and he looks at me and he says, oh, I'm sorry. And I looked at him, and I go, for what? He says, well, I, sh- I shouldn't have said that around you. I said, well, don't let me cramp your style, you know, I mean, don't. <laughs> Don't let me put something on you over this deal, you know. I mean, and, and I mean, he just, he's looking at me like, you know. But, but we had no conversation. There was no talk or anything else. I just didn't use those words. You see? And same way with any type of negative thought. If it doesn't become a word and it's not coming out of your mouth, what it'll do is it'll clean up things around you. If you're in the workplace and you got people gossiping, talking bad about the boss and all this kind, and you just don't, and you don't have to act all holy and pious and, you know, you can like, you know, smile, but just don't say nothing. <laughs> After a while, they won't be coming around you, you know, because, because when it's not coming out of your mouth, you're not connection, you're not in, a, in agreement and in one accord. We want negative stuff out of being connected and one, in one accord with, we want po- be in agreement and one accord with positive stuff. Amen? With what the Word of God says. Who we are in Christ today. Amen? So another key to motivation is shutting down negative thoughts and replacing it with positive thoughts. Amen? And the last one. I did tell you that right, right? The last one is, and, and this, you know, these are just things that have worked for me, okay? I'm just giving you what has worked for me. Find, and, 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 you know, we're talking about the church, but we're talking about you personally and whatever, whatever, you know, you're in today or wherever you're at in your life. Find things to get excited about. Find projects to get excited about. What caused you to be passionate before, allow that fire to be stirred up again, but in, in a new, fresh way. The Holy Spirit will give that to you. Find ways, find things to get excited about and get involved in, in the church here. 
You know, if you were involved in certain things at one point and now there's not that fire and the zeal, don't let the motivation die and drown you. Find things in what you were doing before or new things that can be done. Begin to be part of the answer instead of part of the problem. Don't talk negatively about what's not happening or what's not working. Be part of the answer so that we can advance the church and the kingdom and we can see what God wants us to do and, and, and accomplish on planet Earth. Uh, Becky, do you have those? You have, you have that picture. <clears throat> I think this picture is a little bit dark, but what's the next one look like? Yeah, it, it wasn't far enough back. Anyway, th- this was the this was the service, and we had David Crowder here, and probably pretty much from about right here to about over halfway back, the whole place was full. And the way chairs are set up in here today, the chairs we had were a lot, they were a lot closer together and, and you know, there were almost a thousand chairs set up. And so there's probably, I don't know, five or 600 people in here. And uh, <clears throat> I, want you, I want to end this message with two things I want you to think about. <clears throat> and it'd be good for everybody to at least write this down, put it in your phone, whatever, or remember this, this statement. Impact is more important than influence. Impact is more important than influence. And then you can just think of it in reverse. But influence will give you more ability to impact. Influence will give you more ability to impact. Now I want to define those two words as I end this today. <clears throat> for us, for the church, To impact a person is what I just did today with you. I impacted you with the word, with truth from the word that will liberate you if you do something with it. If you you just hear this and it really doesn't mean anything and you just whatever and you don't do anything with it, you you know, two weeks from now you won't even remember what I preached. (laughs) I don't know how many times... People have come to me, oh, man, you, you, you didn't go to that meeting? No. It was absolutely awesome. Really? Well, like, what did they preach? Well, I don't remember, but it was just a mess. <laughs> that person, that person, I'm not saying the people that held the meeting, that person was not impacted. He was influenced, but he wasn't impacted. One of the things about church life and coming week to week to week to week is that the word has time to become impactful, to to change and impact and, and affect you in ways that nothing can stop you. Influence is something that we need because If like in that picture right there, 
if you saw all the way to the back and how many people were here, because we've impacted and we feel this place through influence, it causes us to be able to do that much more in, in people's lives. More people in this building today, in the future, is not the goal. Okay? Impacting one individual life. It wasn't long ago that, I don't know what it was, it was my birthday or it was something, and Tia sent me a message. Tia's been in this church since she was in her mother's womb. So she's been here a long time. <clears throat> but she sent me a message that just really touched my heart and told her, she told me about how much that my, the teaching had done and my family and just all that. It, just, it, was, it was a huge blessing in my life. And, and it's because she's been impacted She's sitting here at her age in her early 20s and she's here because she wants to be. She's been impacted by the word of God. That means more to me than filling this building up 10 times over. One person, you see? But in God's eyes, I mean, if we ever get away from the importance of that, then forget it. In my, in my book, I'm just talking about it in my book. But for the next... 50 plus years that I'm alive on planet earth, I, my chainsaw is running and I, it just stays running. It's by, it's by my bed at night. Some devil sticks his head up, cut, cut his head off. You know, I mean, it just stays running. It doesn't take, I mean, it, it's, it's got one of those first start plugs. Right? But that is more important than anything. But what God sees is that the more influence that we have by more people, the more people we can impact. See? And so, anymore, anymore, when I see an empty chair, I'm busy filling them. I'm busy looking and, and living my life this morning. I, as I drove through... Starbucks on my way here. Uh, There's a guy there that, that I've been impacting his life about two minutes at a time. And it's been for a long, long time. And he's been in here. He's sat in here before. But one day, he'll be in that chair. But, but, but he's on my line, and I'm filling these chairs because that guy has got issues, okay? Like, who doesn't have issues? And he needs to be here. And, 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 and I got about a half a dozen other people that, um, you know, I see an empty chair. I, I want it filled because I want to impact more people, see? And the more you impact people, the more influence that you have so that you can impact more people. And that's what we're about. And that's why our connect groups are so vitally important in the form of relationship with one another. You know, <clears throat> we're, just, we're just here to get better and better and better and better at what we do. And your part is, if you've been here for a while, don't let other things that you're doing distract you and cause your motivation to sink to where you get drowned in other things. 
You, you, you understand? If you've been here for a very short period of time and, and you're here, allow, allow, your, you know, allow my chainsaw and others' chainsaws that have a, have a one-start plug in them, allow those to influence you in ways that you don't have to go and labor at starting yours and keeping it starting and doing all these things because you have other people stay connected. Fellowship with those who are of the same faith and believing in the same things and moving in the same direction, have the same vision because the end result is we all get and partake of the same reward. <laughs> no matter how long one person's been around or another, one person's been saved or anything else, at the end of the day, we all partake of the same reward. Amen? And it's a joy to be a part of the kingdom. It's a joy to be a part of the body of Jesus Christ. And for Becky and I, it's a joy to be pastors of this church. And, and for us, it's a joy for the future. Over the next four or five months leading up to Word First Conference, I believe for a lot of manifestation of things suddenly happening and a lot of great things in your life happening. And I mean, we're just, we're here, we're focused, we're gonna accomplish all that God has created us to accomplish. And the second quarter, this next 25 years, be the greatest years all of us have ever experienced. Can you say amen today? Amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for your presence. For in your presence is the fullness. In your presence is the fullness of joy. It's a fullness of revelation. It's the fullness of understanding. Lord, I want to understand the fear of the Lord. Lord, being delivered of the fear of man and the fear of issues of life and those kind of things, being delivered of those things, I know the only thing that empowers me to maintain is the fear of you and the reverence of you, and the honoring of you, and understanding you in your nature. And I thank you, Father, for revealing that to each and every person here today, from fear to fear, from one fear to the true fear, so that we can live day to day from faith to faith, from one faith experience to the next faith experience, receiving and embracing all that you have for us, Lord. Today, and I say this prophetically today, somebody needs to hear this really strong. One thing you do today as you leave here, forgetting what is in the past, focusing on God today and what the future holds. Because as it was, as it was quoted earlier to, to this morning, Jeremiah 29, 11, God his thoughts for you is that he has plans for you to prosper you, to cause you to increase and to give you an expected end. A prosperous, joyous, fulfilling end. To live from faith to faith, from glory to glory, and in the fullness of God. Lord, today, we're purposing to forget the past, live, in the day, live today, and have vision for tomorrow by your Spirit by the Holy Ghost, and we give you praise and glory and honor today in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God forevermore, in the name.